Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm going to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. Back in the spring of 2015, when I was 35 years old, my metabolism hit rock bottom. And here's the kicker. I never once thought that I was dealing with insulin resistance and crazy blood sugar issues. It wasn't even on my radar because the last time I had tested my fasting blood sugar, well, it had turned out fine. But knowing what I know now, it should have been on my radar because deregulated blood sugar levels were playing a major role. And month after month that year, the scale continued to climb up until I was the heaviest I'd ever been. In less than one year, I gained 30 pounds on my five foot two frame and felt like crap with no energy to spare. I avoided mirrors. I added extra daily HIIT workouts, which just exhausted me. And I reluctantly sized up my clothes. But I really didn't change how I ate at first. I didn't change the barista almond milk blend at the coffee shop with probably five grams of sugar that I would get from Haddon Hill every single morning down the street from my house or the green smoothie with half a banana and fruit in it. I also didn't change out the gluten-free bread I was eating or the pasta. What I didn't realize is that I was consuming a lot of refined carbs and sneaking in sugar here and there pretty much every single day. So when my thyroid started to act up, Well, my blood sugar resilience went out the window. Now, I can't begin to tell you how many incredible women have come to me over the years and shared that they struggled with weight resistance that seemed to come out of nowhere too. That no matter what they did, the weight would not come off. It's like all of a sudden we lose our metabolic protection, even when it seems that we haven't changed anything around how we eat or move our bodies. Now, if this is something that you have struggled with or are struggling with now, you are not alone. And today I'm going to share my favorite tools and hacks to stabilize blood sugar levels, increase your insulin sensitivity, but also share seven effective super herbs that will get your metabolism back online. So the question I want to ask really quickly is why are women struggling with weight gain and poor metabolic function? No surprise, our hormones are playing a critical role. See, our sensitive hormones, also known as our chemical messengers, are constantly responding and adjusting based on our lifestyle choices. These involved, but not limited to, the food that we eat, the toxins we're exposed to, perceived stress and anxiety, past trauma, nutrient deficiencies, changes in our hormones over time, and so much more. Basically, it's not, and it has never been, about calories in versus calories out. It's not about the 1,200 calorie diet or the 1,500 calorie diet, especially for women. And what's more, most of us are experiencing some level of insulin resistance after we hit 35 years old because, well, our sex hormones start to shift and they make a huge difference in the protection around our blood sugar and insulin. This is exactly what happened to me seven years ago, and I'm so grateful for the warning signs. I mean, putting on 30 pounds in a year, that is a warning sign to me. Honestly, if I hadn't changed my diet and lifestyle, I don't think I would be able to have gotten pregnant at 40, and I know for sure that I would have been headed towards prediabetes by now. My body pivoted at 35 years old, and so did I. 
Even some of us can experience some level of insulin resistance as early as being a child or a teenager. So many teenagers and young adult women are experiencing symptoms of PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, driven by insulin resistance, right? Even though we start to see numbers of insulin resistance increase as we get older, we even see this in younger girls too. The weight loss is not the goal of this podcast today. I think it is important to recognize a truth about the physiology of weight loss. Current research points to the fact that a reduction in fasting insulin precedes weight loss. So an article published in the Journal of American Medical Association, also known as JAMA, in 2021, aimed to answer the question of whether a drop in insulin preceded weight loss or if weight loss precedes a drop in fasting insulin. The study found that Contrary to wide-held beliefs that has definitely been marketed to us, a drop in insulin levels came before weight loss. So if you're looking to lose weight as a part of your health-related goals, it's critical to look at ways to decrease your circulating insulin levels to help kickstart that process. In a nutshell, insulin holds the key to weight loss and metabolic flexibility. But if you're struggling with insulin resistance, this can be challenging without some help from lifestyle changes and powerful herbal remedies. And that's what this episode is fully devoted to today. See, it's important to know that over 65% of women over the age of 40 have some level of insulin resistance. An estimated 33.9% of U.S. adults ages 18 years or older, that's over 84 million people, have prediabetes. But most of us have no idea that they have it. That's why I always recommend getting a hemoglobin A1C test done annually. This is the best indicator for insulin resistance outside of high triglyceride levels that you can easily get your general practitioner to test for. Now, what you're looking for is a hemoglobin A1C level above anything above 5.5% to 6.4% indicates prediabetes and insulin resistance. Anything above 6.5 is considered type 2 diabetes. So it's important to note that if you are in the range of 5.5 to 5.7 or higher, that you definitely have insulin resistance and it has exacerbated to the level of prediabetes. So next time you are at your doctor's office, ask to get this blood test. And let me tell you, they will run it for you. It's a better indicator than a fasting blood glucose. And the really great thing about it is you do not have to fast to take this test. Now, if you are close to 5.5 or more, Ask to have it checked every three to six months to monitor the number. What I'm going to recommend today can help lower the number and lower your risk for prediabetes and many other chronic diseases, but also lower some of the short-term symptoms like low energy, brain fog, cravings, feeling hungry, feeling thirsty, mood swings. All of these types of things are associated with deregulated blood sugar and high levels of insulin resistance as well. Now, if you cannot get a hemoglobin A1C done or you don't like going to your doctor like ever, I want to quickly share what I shared on my last week's episode about being on the blood sugar roller coaster. When we have insulin resistance, we are also often on a blood sugar roller coaster or have deregulated glucose levels. So here are three signs that your blood sugar levels are all over the place and that insulin is often elevated and possibly deregulated as well to keep up with the demands of excess sugar inside of the blood. So here are the three signs to look out for if you cannot get the labs run. Number one, you feel pretty hungry after eating, especially one or two hours after eating. Like let's say you had breakfast at 8.30, all of a sudden you are starving by 10.30, right? 
You experience energy slumps or feeling tired and run down throughout the day, especially at the end of your day. And number three, you experience killer cravings for sugar, carbs, and salty foods. Now, if you're experiencing any of these three signs or more than one, you're most likely dealing with crazy blood sugar levels that is important to get back to a stable, normal range. So the question is, well, how do you begin to level out your glucose and insulin levels? Well, here are my favorite hacks for helping to stabilize your blood sugar levels. And what's really cool about these hacks and tools is you can integrate them the easiest way you like, and you can also stack them too, right? You could use one, you could use two, you could use five throughout the day, whatever works for you. Number one, break your fast with a savory meal with protein, healthy fats, and fiber. Don't have a sugary breakfast. Don't have a sugary coffee. Don't do what I did when I walked down to Haddon Hill every single morning, knowing that the barista blend had grams of sugar and still got an almond milk cappuccino every single morning. So I started my day elevating my blood sugar level because there was sugar in my coffee and there was nothing opposing it, right? There was no fiber, there was no fat, there was no protein. It was just sugar coffee to the system and immediately started the blood sugar roller coaster, right? So make sure that your first meal of the day is always savory and it has plenty of protein, healthy fats, and lots and lots of fiber because your first meal sets the tone for your metabolism for the rest of the day. Number two, start each meal with a plate of veggies or a salad. Feel free to include some fat and protein. Now, if you're not a big fan of starting your meal with a plate of veggies or salad, you can always start your meal with protein. It has pretty much equal benefits. They have the same benefit. They just have, they do it in a different way. And if you can remember before you have, let's say you're about to have pasta that night, you know, maybe have, you know, a couple ounces of protein about 10 minutes before that pasta meal, because that will help to slow down the gastric release of those carbs down the road. So there's a couple little things you can do here. So either way, start your meal with either veggies or protein to blunt a blood sugar response. Number three, eat foods in order. So let's say you know you are going to have that sexy ravioli dish, right? You get to have it. Or you're going to have the yummy risotto. I'm I'm definitely on an Italian kick tonight. Or you're going to have the tacos or the burrito, whatever it may be. Make sure that you eat your food in order. So fiber first. So again, veggies, followed by protein and fats, then finish off the carbs and starches. So for example, a meal that we have a lot is I love salmon. We usually do it with a salad and some sauteed spinach with like lemon and garlic. And then kind of as a an extra treat, we have some sweet potatoes that we roast in the oven. And so what I'll do is I will start with the salad. Usually has all kinds of yummy, fibrous veggies. Then with a vinaigrette, with some vinegar as well. So that helps Then I moved the salmon and the spinach. And then last, I will incorporate, it's like usually like a quarter of a cup of some sweet potatoes. And what I've learned, because sweet potatoes mega spike me, like on their own, ooh, I'm definitely gonna get a blood sugar spike. But if I follow those foods in order, 
I do not get a blood sugar spike and I get to enjoy my sweet potatoes. So it's a win-win. So again, eat your food in order. Fiber first, ideally, especially this time of the year with summer happening, like salads are such an easy thing to do, followed by the protein and fat and then by your carbs. And if you're not eating a ton of veggies or it doesn't feel like it's going well, like in the order, then start with that protein, do the fiber and fat, and then the carbs and starches. So I hope that helps. Number four, dress your carbs with protein and fats. So what that means is never eat your carbs naked if you can avoid it because that chips and salsa before dinner, best believe it's going to spike you. The fruit smoothie before a meal, it's going to spike you. Like that's what's going to happen to most of us. So dress your carbs with protein and fat. So for example, pair your apple with almond butter or pair your gluten-free toast with avocado and tomato. You know, you just wanna pair your carb with something, something that's gonna help to mitigate the blood sugar spike. Number five is go for a 20 to 30 minute walk after your meals, especially after dinner. So a great example of this is it's Father's Day weekend. So Alex, we went to the zoo today. We took Kingston to the zoo. So much fun. We saw the polar bears. We saw the gorillas. We saw the red pandas. We saw the sun bear. Honestly, it was so much fun. We saw a snow leopard. We went in the early morning so that we could see a lot of the animals. So like little pro tip, if you live near a zoo, go in the morning because that's when the animals come out. We did that. And then Alex wanted to pick a restaurant in the area. We were in a really cool part of San Diego. So he found this yummy taco restaurant that just, they had some sexy tacos, sexy salmon tacos, you know, shrimp tacos, carnitas tacos, all kinds of fun tacos. And so we go and he decides we're both going to get sets of tacos because we can mix and match them. So we do. And I first start with this huge chopped Mexican salad that they have, kind of similar to the, a recipe I have in my EO Menopause Solution book. It reminded me of that. And they had this really yummy cumin and lime vinaigrette with, with vinegar in it as well. So we had that first to start. <laughs> and then we had the tacos. And I had I had made at home a sparkling passion iced tea with a little bit of lime and mint. So I had this huge Yeti with me. So I was drinking that and Alex was drinking a margarita, not gonna lie. And then we took a walk. We were right next to Balboa Park. So we took a, oh my gosh, let me see, 30 minute walk. We went to the playground, took Kingston there. And Alex is wearing a CGM right now. I don't have one on. And I was like, let's just track this. Let's see what happens. Margarita definitely threw things off for him a bit. But overall, he had a little teeny spike. And then it just completely plummeted because of the walk. So, but I know that the the Mexican chopped salad really helped curtail the lunch that we had, just give you a sense of things. So I wanted to share a little bit about how a walk can really do big things. I remember, I think his blood sugar had gone up to like 125 and then throughout the walk, it dropped back down to like 80 milligrams per deciliter from 125 milligrams per deciliter. So just note that a walk is so, so powerful, especially after dinner. Number six, have dessert after a meal not for a snack or for breakfast. Again, anything standalone that's got a ton of sugar in it is going to spike your blood sugar. So if you're gonna do it, you have that that really healthy, yummy dinner, protein-rich, 
healthy fats and fiber rich dinner. And then right after that dinner, have that dessert because it is on the backside of all of that food going through the digestive system and slowing down the digestive system. So have the dessert right after that. Don't wait 10 minutes, just get in it. And then if you've got the time, go take a 15 to 20 minute walk, take a stroll, like enjoy the moment, let things digest, help glucose get into those muscle cells without insulin having to do its job. So again, if you're going to have dessert, have it right after a meal, not for a snack, definitely not for breakfast. Because remember, breakfast sets the tone for your metabolism for the rest of the day. Number seven, drink a tablespoon of vinegar before a meal to curve a blood sugar spike. So this could be vinegar in your vinaigrette, not enough like what I'm talking about, but basically in a four ounce glass of water, do a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar before a meal and it's gonna cut that blood sugar spike by about 25 to 30%. Now a walk will cut it even more, just a heads up, and ordering and eating your food in order will cut it even more, just a heads up. So if you combine those three, Eat your food in order, take a walk, do the vinegar, or take some powerful herbs. You are going to knock that blood sugar curb out. It's going to be gone. You're going to just handle it. So number eight, that leads me to if drinking a cup of vinegar, vinegar water (laughs) does not sound appealing to you, I've got another option that is equally as powerful, if not more powerful, and that is taking powerful herbs to improve glucose sensitivity and insulin sensitivity to help you get back to normal while you're implementing these long-term lifestyle changes that I mentioned above so that you never get to a place of low energy, killer cravings, mood swings, and a brain that can't focus. So that's what I love about having a remedy that you can take that doesn't taste like vinegar. Now, I do love my vinaigrettes, but I do not like drinking vinegar and water. It's not my favorite thing. So I love that there's a supplement that I can take or that anyone can take to help balance out the blood sugar and insulin levels while they're making those longer term changes. Because sometimes we just need that like quick win. We need that kickstart, that first place to go so that we can see the results and see the wins early that will keep us inspired to continue to do the good changes that we should be doing for our body. So the first super herb I actually highlighted a week ago or so is berberine. In clinical trials, berberine benefits include a decrease in body mass index, and weight circumference while improving lipid and glucose profiles. In patients with high cholesterol, berberine has been shown to reduce cholesterol, triglycerides, and LDL cholesterol while raising HDL cholesterol without major side effects, significantly reducing heart disease risk. Now, the current scientific literature claims that berberine is as effective at controlling blood sugar as the diabetes drug metformin. Moreover, berberine has been shown to lower fasting blood sugar and hemoglobin A1c levels as effectively as metformin. Researchers suggest considering berberine as an alternative to taking metformin. Now, metformin is usually the first medication given to those diagnosed with prediabetes or diabetes. While it's a relatively safe drug, long-term use is associated with kidney damage. Like metformin, berberine will not lower blood sugar unless it's already high. Now, berberine has been shown to lower fasting blood sugar, fasting insulin, post-meal blood sugar, and hemoglobin A1c by increasing the number of insulin receptors. This is why berberine is the main superstar ingredient in my glucose support herbal supplement, which I'm excited to announce is officially available today while supplies last. It's currently on sale for 10% off this week. And one thing for sure, I know that this supplement is going to sell out. Next is cinnamon. 
Cinnamon is probably one of my all-time favorite herbs, and the reason I swapped cinnamon for sugar in my coffee over a decade ago has everything to do with its powerful blood sugar benefits. Cinnamon is a potent antioxidant with a lot of benefits around our cardiovascular system. And it contains the mineral chromium. As a part of the glucose tolerance factor, chromium is required for proper functioning of insulin receptors and is widely recognized for helping to support insulin sensitivity, thereby lowering blood glucose levels. What I love so much about the super herb cinnamon is that it's like a two for one. Not only do you get all the benefits of cinnamon as an antioxidant and super herb, but you also get the benefits of chromium, which is a major player in blood sugar control. Now, the next super herb that I'm excited about is Bunabu. It is an active compound in the Bunabu extract that I'm most excited about, and that is the corosilic acid. This exerts insulin-like properties and can aid in managing blood glucose by helping to transport glucose out of the blood, which is what we want, and into the cells to be used for energy. Corosolic acid is also known to lower blood sugar levels by increasing insulin sensitivity, enhancing glucose uptake, and inhibiting alpha-glucosidase, an enzyme that helps digest carbs. That's why it's known as having an insulin-like effect. In a nutshell, the Bunabu herb exerts insulin hormone effects on the body by helping to transport glucose to muscle cells without the need for excess glucose. And that... That is a miracle worker right there. Number three is American ginseng root. Now, it is known for a lot of things, but it's also known to be effective and safe as an additional treatment in the management of type 2 diabetes and prediabetes. That's how effective it is at lowering blood sugar levels and insulin levels. Ginseng is also known to contain several antioxidant compounds, which have been shown to reduce oxidative stress and inflammation, which are big concerns for cardiovascular disease and other chronic illnesses associated with insulin resistance. Now, I don't know about you, but I have known American ginseng root has been a powerhouse herb for all kinds of ailments, including helping to boost energy levels. But what I'm most excited about is its research around helping to stabilize blood sugar levels. So super incredible herb. The next herb, herb number five, is known as fenugreek. It improves most metabolic symptoms associated with both type 1 and type 2 diabetes in humans by lowering blood glucose levels and improving glucose tolerance. It does this by slowing down the digestion and the body's absorption of carbohydrates and sugar. Now, the seeds of this particular herb also help to improve how the body uses sugar and increases the amount of insulin released. So that is really cool. Like it is working on multiple levels to address a lot of metabolic syndrome. Next, number six is kudzu. This particular herb has been shown to decrease the value of fasting blood glucose and the levels of total cholesterol, total triglycerides, high density lipoproteins, as well as low density lipoproteins in the blood. So what I love about this particular herb is it is working on a full metabolic spectrum, not only helping to decrease the value of fasting blood glucose, but also addressing triglycerides, cholesterol, inflammation, other aspects that could drive metabolic disease down the road. And the last one is number seven, and this is Junima. So Junima extract plays a key role in blood sugar control, the uptake of glucose by muscle cells, and reduces cravings. It can block receptors in your intestines and therefore blocks sugar absorption to the blood, lowering your post-meal blood sugar levels. So basically this super herb stops the blood sugar spike. 
And for people with high blood sugar or high hemoglobin A1C, this herb can also help reduce fasting, post-meal, and long-term blood sugar levels. So basically, the name of the game of Junmina is mainly stabilizing blood sugar levels, keeping your glucose very, very stable. Basically, no big glucose curve. And because each of these super herbs are so potent for blood sugar control and insulin sensitivity, along with some of them playing key roles in lowering total cholesterol, total triglycerides, and LDLs, which all play a major role in metabolic function, I've included each of them in my herbal enhanced blood sugar balancing formula in the glucose support supplement. That's what makes the supplement so uniquely effective. It's like a superstar. Even if you have prediabetes or type 2 diabetes, this herbal supplement is going to work. Many of the herbs are being looked at as possible standalone treatments for blood sugar control. But Hands down, the supplement isn't just focused on effectively lowering blood sugar levels and insulin levels, which many of us could utilize. It addresses all facets of metabolic dysfunction, which is my goal. With over 88% of adults struggling with some level of metabolic dysfunction today, especially women during and after perimenopause, we all need a comprehensive solution that will address every root cause of metabolic dysfunction on a physiological level. It's working on the inside. And that's exactly what glucose support does. So after taking the supplement for two weeks, you're going to notice less cravings, you're going to feel less hungry a couple hours after a meal, and you just won't be dragging throughout the day, especially in the late afternoon around 3 or 4 p.m. Now, what I really want to share is that my husband, Alex, who we are celebrating Father's Day tomorrow, has been my guinea pig along with my mama. Alex and my mom have been taking glucose support before lunch and dinner for several months. And over the past two months, Alex has been wearing a CGM pretty consistently and taking the glucose support. Now he's lost 13 plus pounds and his fasting blood sugar has dropped from 90 milligrams per deciliter to 77 milligrams per deciliter. That is a 13 point shift in the right direction where Alex's blood sugar, his fasting blood sugar is now in the optimal range. Now I'll tell you, when we started this, it wasn't as optimal as I would have liked, but man, what a massive turnaround. And it really speaks to our body's ability to heal and how we can reverse a lot of chronic damage that has been done over time in really a relatively short amount of time. As for my mama, she's lost 10 pounds and her fasting blood sugar has dropped 10 milligrams per deciliter, which is incredible. So both have seen amazing results, like game-changing, jaw-dropping, doctor-surprising type of results in about two months. Now, what's really cool is that I've been able to see the results in real time on their CGMs. My mom has taken so many pictures of her app and I see Alex's all the time. So what would normally be a big spike after eating some chocolate chip cookies or a Justin's almond butter cup, each of them just experience a small raise in blood sugar. They still see a raise in blood sugar because that's sugar for sure, but there is no big crash after one to two hours. Now I'm not saying <laughs> that you can just take glucose support and eat all of the dessert and not have a glucose spike because ultimately, that's not doing you any favors right over time. But I do want to say that if you occasionally are having dessert after dinner and you don't want that blood sugar spike, glucose support is a great tool in your toolbox, along with the other hacks that I shared with you today. And if you know someone who's on the brink of prediabetes or struggling with cravings and being hungry all the time or struggling with weight resistance, share the episode, share today's episode with them, or better yet, share about the glucose support supplement. 
Unlike a lot of blood sugar supplements on the market, Glucose Support contains effective dosages of all seven of these herbs. And I don't think there's ever been a quite the combination of herbs in a blood sugar supplement like this that's really designed to block blood sugar spikes and lower insulin resistance over time. Now, as I mentioned, I will have the link to order glucose support in my show notes, or you can just go to drmarisa.com slash shop. It'll be right on that page and it will be on sale while supplies last. And I know that we are already getting limited and I have a feeling knowing what I know about this product so far, it's going to sell out in about two to three days. So if you want it, go and grab it. Now that I've shared some of my life-changing blood sugar hacks with you today, I want to know which one or two are you going to try this week? Let me know by reaching out to me on Instagram at Dr. Marisa, D-R-M-A-R-I-Z-A. And as always, thank you so much for listening in on the Essentially You podcast. The show is about providing tools to rock your hormones and at the end of the day, feel amazing in your body. Now, if there's someone in your life that really needs to hear this today, take a moment, screenshot or shoot them a link and even better, share it on social. That way we continue to spread the word about hormone literacy. And when you share it on social, definitely hashtag hormone CEO. Until the next episode, have an amazing day.